Hello everyone, you're listening to the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Buffney-Dakin. This is the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. So, what a week the Monday Check Ladies Challenge was. It was a fantastic, challenging, difficult week of golf. Storms may play delayed for round two, the greens were fast, and the final was played in golf carts. <laughs> it was a testing week, and only one player shot under par, and that was Spain's Marta Martin. The 26-year-old from Madrid started the last day one shot behind fellow Spaniard Elia Falk from Barcelona. It took another 15 holes for her to tie with England's Gemma Clues until she finally won with a dramatic tap in birdie to finish one under par for the tournament. Playing in the leading group in sunny conditions, Martin went out in uh, 39 after three bogeys and holes three, five and nine. Um, but at the turn, something changed. And Martin fired up the flat stick to record a faultless back nine with birdies and holes 12, 15 and 18. England's Gemma Clues, um, go listen to her episode by the way, <laughs> occupied solo second place after another solid performance uh, to bag her first top 10 finish of the season. And there was a five-way tie for third place with Finland's Tia Tanika, who did a fantastic chip shot on 15. Um, Sweden's Mileander, Czech amateur Patrici Makova, France's Chloe Salor and Colombotto Rosso, Lucrezia, um, you could also listen to her podcast, um, all finishing on one over par. So it only made sense this week to get Martin on the pod once again to talk about her first professional win and what came before it on her golfing journey. So without further ado, your 2023 Amundi Czech Ladies Champion. Welcome back, Marta, to the Let Us Golf podcast. You've obviously been on it before, but you were talking about your technique. So it's great considering the win uh, on Sunday to get you back to speak about yourself and your golfing journey. So how are you? Good morning, Liv. Uh, I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm happy to be to be back at the podcast and in this case talking about, you know, something special for me, which is my, my first win. So first win, first professional win in Czech on Sunday. You didn't know you had one, right? <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> I've got this video of you just saying, did I win when the girls like chucked water over you? Um, what was your first emotions when you found out? Uh, well, I mean, it was interesting because I had a really, really good shot into the green uh, on the 18th hole. I almost holed out from the middle of the fairway. And, you know, I heard everyone just clapping and going kind of crazy. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was actually a really good shot. It's it's a reason to go crazy. But then, you know, I was walking. Well, we I was, you know, approaching the green and I saw some of my friends and some of the girls I travel with, you know, carrying bottles of water. I was like, huh, this is interesting. You know, I didn't look at the leaderboard. I, I was not aware of anything. And then, you know, when I finished and they were throwing water at me, I just turned around and I look at the girls like, did I win? And, you know, they were also so excited, but at the same time confused because I didn't know if I won or not, which it's kind of 
different for a player to not know if they won. So um, Majo asked me, okay, wait a minute, how did you finish? I was like, I made par birdie. She's like, yeah, yeah, well, you won, you won. And then that's when I, I mean, that kind of hit me like, oh my God, I, I won this, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I, I digested that I won when I arrived home. When I was home with, you know, with my family and, you know, I had the trophy sitting at the, at the table, like, okay, yeah, we did this. <laughs> and what have people said back home? Uh, what people have said, I mean, everyone is um, really happy for me, uh, happy for my team. And I think uh, I've been listening a lot, like, you deserve it. You've worked so hard. Like, it had to come. Uh, it's been a long time, but, you know, this time is special. Uh, like, you deserve it has been the most common the most common que- um, sentence. That's such a nice thing for people to say, like, you deserve it. I guess that means, like, you've been through a lot, I'm sure, before the win. But I'm sure we'll get on to that. Um, mm-hmm. But first, let's speak about the week itself and, like, leading up to the win. It was a difficult, challenging week, wasn't it? It was a, a challenge golf course. And then we had, you know, the weather situation, uh, the second round, which also made it... Uh, challenging um but i think overall um oh i don't know what your question is but i i i guess what your question is i'm just gonna go forward the place was amazing since the day we got there uh it was great actually um i got plenty like a lot of videos on my camera roll from that place because i really enjoyed it the course was amazing um tough challenging very well taken care of golf course greens were amazing and, you know, then we had the weather delay, three-hour weather delay sitting on the restaurant at the second day. And then, you know, uh, we had that uncertainty of what was going to happen the third round, uh, what time we were going to play, not play, uh, cards, not cards, t- like shotgun, not shotgun. But, you know, uh, I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed all, all of it. They were the fastest greens we've played this season. Yeah. Um, do you think that helped you with your strength putting was that your strength out on the course yeah one of my strengths in my in my golf game is my short game and my putting I've always uh practicing very quick greens and I I'm that kind of player that likes to roll the putts in the last roll so uh normally quick greens benefit me for sure okay and are you joining us next two weeks in Sweden oh yeah I'll be there I'm actually turning 27 no way (laughs) yeah it's gonna be my birthday uh, over there Um, I always enjoy going back to Sweden Uh, it's a great place people are great and I have good friends up there and I'm excited I'm excited for it have you got any kind of predictions or how you think the first tournament Basteras is gonna go uh no I'm just I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm what I'm doing you know uh I've mentioned this to you plenty of times when I've spoken to you uh I just have a game plan and I'm just gonna stick to it I mean I've won yes I'm very happy everyone is happy I'm happy for for my team because you know we've put a lot of work in uh but this keeps going we've only played five events and we still had 13 to go so this has only started so we have to keep keep going for sure and um you've sort of jumped up the order of merit table now um yeah a lot (laughs) second place last time I said so um does that sort of 
put more pressure or does that make you more determined? I think that makes me more determined and also, you know, winning, like, I think when you win, you realize that you, you can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't, you, you keep working hard because people ask me, what have you done differently to win? I'm like, I've, I have not done anything, anything different. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing what I've been doing the past three months. So I have no predictions. I just want to, you know, stick to my game plan and, and enjoy enjoy the ride when you won and you got back um hopefully you'll find in good shape like a lot of people's but um <laughs> did you like when do you start practicing again is it straight away on tuesday straight away yeah 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 Maybe. actually i was telling you i feel like i haven't stopped since i got here you know doing this thing that thing but yeah i mean i think the routine keeps going and I mean, it's a win. Yeah, I'm happy, but we have to keep working. So you said to me on Sunday that you're going to celebrate with some drinks with some friends. Did you get around to that? Yeah, we did. Because <laughs> we had to, I had to change all my, all my plane tickets and everyone, like the girls I travel with, we, uh, they flew on Monday. So I, I took the, the my plane tickets on Monday and we went out in Prague and, you know, we had a nice dinner I invited them to have dinner and some drinks and you know it's I think it's always special you know the people you travel with they're like your family away from home so I think it's important to you know even when you're going through a hard time but when you're going through a good time I think it's important to you know celebrate the situation and celebrate them because they're also part of your environment that help you be the best you know um and we've got to speak about the fact free Spanish in the final which is I don't know if that's happened on Let Us before but it's not happened this season and it, it's pretty rare to have like three people from one country in in the in the final group um and you said that was like playing at home how was that experience I mean I think the experience was great uh the interesting part of it was playing in carts, I feel, you know, like playing yeah. in the final group where, you know, there's a little bit extra tension in the atmosphere. I mean, playing at home. Yeah. I mean, it felt like it because we we didn't speak English, you know, because Lucrezia, which is from Italy, she speaks Spanish, too. So it was it felt weird to playing away from home. Uh, speaking Spanish so it didn't feel like you were away from home it was like oh yeah I'm just playing like a casual Sunday with the girls and and yeah it was special it was special because we know each other for a long time and I think you know when you see any Spanish player like having the chances to win uh you always feel feel happy for them um so you think it helps your game to like relax um I don't, I haven't thought about it because um, I, I, I was kind of nervous the front nine. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't, I don't know if it helped my game, but I mean, for sure it made the atmosphere feel more, 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 nat more, more natural, more like a day-to-day -day kind of atmosphere. So your front nine, I think you shot, from memory, I think you shot three bogeys and then your back nine, I think you shot three birdies. So it was very roller coaster final round um what was that turning point um round the turn was there a, like a change in attitude or there was a change in 
in mindset. On the front line, I was like very aware of the situation, trying to control, very, very worried about where to hit my golf ball. And then, you know, I hit the uh, my third shot into the water on, on number nine. And I, you know, I finished the hole and I said, Marta, like, this is not you playing. I mean, you've been playing great, beautiful golf course the past two days. And this is not you because I was hitting poor, really poor shots. So I, I told myself I was, I, I, I went to the bathroom, look in the mirror and I said, I mean, just go out there and enjoy. Play your golf don't care about like no no you don't care about where the ball goes and just hit the ball as good as you can and enjoy it you know have fun making birdies and that's what i did say like that the turn made was like the point So that sort of like mental shift, do you do mental kind of training in your practice or is it coming from you? Yeah, I, I work with a psychologist and uh, it's been actually like the big, big work the past the past couple of months because we, we don't realize like, you know, we're all good if we're playing at this level. I think we are technically very good. But I think what defines a good player from a great is the is the mental mental area. For sure. And what kind of things like how does how do you practice? Um, how do you practice mentally? If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think it starts from your day 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 routine to. Who do you surround yourself with? What do you want? And then also, you know, making practice very efficient uh, and trying to simulate practice as much as possible to competition. And then, of course, there's a part where I feel uh, it comes like some self-confidence, like, okay, I know I can do this. So I, I would say there are like three, four eras of areas of mental game that we practice in daily and on the golf course that have helped me well that helped me become better every day which i think it's 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 important so now let's speak about your journey into golf and kind of where it started um mm -hmm. i'm right in thinking you were eight yep i was eight years old when i started playing golf yeah how did you get into the sport then well, I was, my family is from the south of Spain and um, I'm an only child. So when the summer came, I, my parents and I used to do like activities together. And one year we decided to take some golf lessons and that's how everything started. And then, you know, we came back to Madrid and I told my dad that I would be interested in, you know, taking like once a week a, a golf lesson. And that's how I started. And and now I'm here. <laughs> and do they still play golf? Uh, they do. They they do. They still do. They go to their Friday lesson and they enjoy, you know, they play golf on the weekends. Uh, uh, yeah, they enjoy it. They enjoy it a lot. So at what point 
did you start to get serious with your golf? So I, I played many sports, uh, but I would say when I was, um, I think when I was 12, I had to decide if I wanted to, you know, stay more on top of golf or still be, you know, doing different, different, different sports. Uh, but yeah, I would say at the age of 12, I, I told my dad that I, I really enjoyed golf, that I, I didn't want to do the other sports anymore. Which I enjoyed, but I wanted to, you know, spend the time that I spent on the other sports, like playing golf. Was there a point where you kind of knew that you're going to be ten professional, or has it been a gradual process? I think when I when I got my scholarship to go to the US, that's when I had pretty pretty clear that I I wanted to turn professional. You know, I actually I, I did my last three years of high school in a in a program that the Federation of Madrid has where we do like um, we go to school and we practice. Um, so that was also a big change. But I would say like when I went to the U.S., that's when I decided, OK, I want to pursue this career for a couple of years and see how it goes. And if I enjoy it and I like it and I can make a living from it, I'll I'll keep going. How was your college experience? Oh, I was great. It was great. I everyone that asks me, I'm, I say like, you have to go. You have to go uh, to a different country, different culture, different everything. And if you have the opportunity to play a college sport, I mean, it's amazing the college league they have in in the US. So I think if you have the opportunity, like you have to go, because if you don't like it, you always have the opportunity to come back to home. And I'm right in thinking that you played on what is now called the Epson tour for a bit after college yeah I played two years and a half over there so kind of like what was the difference between that and the play in Europe on, on well that? the thing is that when I when I graduated uh the European tour was not doing very well so a lot of Europeans what they did is if they studied in the US they went to Q school over there uh, and I played there for yeah two years and a half. Um, the big difference, I would say, from my experience playing Epson Tour to ladies like L.E.T. would be that the tour is more professionalized, so you feel more like on a on a professional tour, um, and also. Um, you see more when you play well you see more money going to your bank account which also I mean we have to be honest like yeah. it's our job you know we want to make a living from it and also I would say the atmosphere the atmosphere is um it's completely different like it's uh, people are are more open they're more like a big family over here um so yeah Those yeah are... I definitely think we have like the family um hmm. to it um, how come you moved back to Europe? Was it just you saw a new opportunity or? No, this was in 2000 and 2019, no, 2020. COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just before COVID, when the first year that the the Q, like Q school was done in, in La Manga, mm -hmm. my family is from Murcia. So my dad told me, Marta, why don't you go down and play Q school? I mean, it's at home. You know, you have you have family over there. You enjoy that place very well because of your childhood. 
I mean, why not? So we went there and I finished, I think I finished like the 30th and I got my card. But I mean, my plan was to stick with Epson Tour. Actually, I started playing on Epson and then um, I played four events and I then I came playing Italy and I finished top 10. So that's when I saw, okay, maybe this is a, this is a sign, you know, like I have, I have to stay in, in Europe. And then I played Jabra, I played really well. And then I played a couple other events. I played really well. I did, I reshuffled, I reshuffled up. I entered the, the joint events with the LPGA. I played the Aramco. So, I mean, that's where I realized, okay, I'm, this is my place. And of course, the opportunity to come to home when I had a week off. Because when I was on Epson, I didn't have a home. Like I didn't have a home base. I lived from a suitcase for nine nine months, which is mentally hard, <laughs> to be that's, honest. I can imagine that's really tough. That's yeah. Really tough. Um. So, yeah, and um, and then you came this year. Was it last year that you started playing on Latas? Well, this this year. I mean, last year was a, a hard year. You know, I made. I was not playing well. I decided to make some big changes on the team and. You know, sometimes when you make changes, they either the changes happen quick or they take a long time. So for me, it's been a long time. So um, I think I got career money ranking this year on the LET. So I'm not playing anything. So I have to say that it, it was a little bit mentally tough um, to accept that I was going to play L.E.T. Access. And then when I saw that I didn't enter the last two L.E.T. events before the reshuffle, that's when I talked with my team and we said, okay, this is the goal for the year. Like we're going to focus on L.E.T. Access and uh, we're going to go for the card through this this way, you know, which I think is great because, I mean, like in life, you have good years and you have not that good years. So I think it's great to have the opportunity to have a good tour uh, good, with good players, good golf level, really, really good golf level, and to have the ability to play 20 events in a year, that's amazing. And then to have the ability to get your L.E.T. card through it. So, yeah, this is my first year playing L.E.T. Access. And are you having a good time so far? I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. You guys do a great job. I think uh, everything, like organization course setup um i mean you guys want to become better so you can tell as a player that you guys do a great 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 job to make uh the journey great and the atmosphere is amazing But you're also a member on our LET board. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to speak about that briefly, but I think it's important to say that kind of we're here for the players as an as a like a company. Like the players, you are the, the reason we're here and the reason why um we do everything. Um but what's it like being a member? Like why did you how did you become a member? What what made you want to be a member on the board? Um, you know, there were two sp- uh, there were two spots available on the board and I put my name up. Um, 
I I already put my name up for the player council a couple of years before because I feel um I I can I want women's golf to get better mm-hmm. and I think I can help uh I can help the tour get better and I can I get along really well with uh, most of the players so I think I'm a really good connection between players and the board to as you said like the good thing about this tour is that every member has a voice every member has a vote so i think it's important to keep a good communication channel between players and and the board so i mean i'm enjoying it a lot i'm learning a lot from all the professionals up there from alex marta um many more and uh i'm learning a lot about the business side which is which is really cool honestly and i'm also you know dealing with when i go to the golf course i know i have to spend a little time you know talking with players and and listening to what they have to say uh, and of course you know creating a, as i said a good communicating channel over there but let's speak about women's golf and like how you think it can get better obviously it can get more money um but like <laughs> what what is the what is the things you would change if you were kind of in charge of women's goal in that sense? Uh, that's a great question, Liv. Let's see how I, I put it in into words uh, without hurting anybody. Um, I think we're doing a great job of growing, but I think the change is, is going to be slow. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be very slow because, uh, as you said, um, yeah, we, we need more money. Like we all, all female, uh, sports need. Um, but I think it's important that the world understands that we work the same or even more than men do. And we also have this part of our life where a lot of females want to be m- mothers and that's uh something we want but it's kind of limits our professional career uh so i think uh the right move right now is what we're doing um you know uh players are coming playing better and better and better golf and i think that really really helps so i think the growing point right now is, you know, players becoming better, scores being better, and sponsors being attracted to to the sport. Because I, I think we we females have a, a very great personality that maybe I mean I don't be I don't want to be like men fem- like against female, but I think we have we bring something to the table that maybe maybe they don't. But um, more empathy, which I feel like people really enjoy that so um yeah i think it's just uh making the world realize that we we do the same we hit a white ball and we work um the same or even harder than they do Right, so we're kind of coming to the end, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you go, I want to do a quick um, fire round. A quick fire some 
random questions to you and you can answer them as quickly as possible if that's possible um, <laughs> okay. okay we'll start off um with why do you love golf why do i love golf uh, it's a great sport brings people together uh you're outside and you can play with anybody speaking about playing with anybody um what would be your dream for ball and it doesn't need to be people everyone says people from the world of golf but if you could play with anyone who would you play with i would play with what um i would do uh i hate this question it's like it's impossible to pick a foursome yeah. <laughs> uh I think I would bring probably Seve back, Seve Ballesteros. Uh, I would like to play with uh, Rafa Nadal. Uh, and I will bring my friend Celia back. Nice. I think Seve is an icon. He's my dad's icon. Spanish yeah. <laughs> <Spanish> hands. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, um, what is your best course snack? What do you like to snack on, on the course? Mm, what's my favorites? I mean, I would say any kind of, I don't know, any kind of fruit, like now the summer fruit, you know, like peaches, strawberries. I mean, I like fruit. Yeah. You guys are also healthy. <laughs> Everyone says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite club in the bag? My 58 degrees. Why is that? Because uh, I love it. I can do any kind of shot I want with it. <laughs> Just brings me confidence when I, whenever I take it. Nice. And finally, um, your favorite course that you've ever played at? My favorite course? Mm. Oh my God, Liv, this, these are hard questions. Uh, my favorite course. Uh, um, <laughs> blank. <laughs> Every golf course. <laughs> No, panorama, panorama golf. You won at it. <laughs> I mean, I could say I would say my favorite golf course is Panorama Golf Course because yeah. I, I I got my first win at it, so it's a special place. It is a special place, and uh, there's so many there's so many good golf courses in in the world. So it's is. complicated to answer that question, to be honest. Of course, sorry for giving you a hard hard last question, but and yeah. it's, it's not my last question because. I always huh? finish with your best advice. I think you might have given your advice before, but you might have some new advice um, now um, since winning. What's your advice to a professional, like learning or amateur or kind of anyone that plays golf? What would be your best advice? My best advice would be to have a clear goal, uh, word har- work hard for it, and the most important part is to surround yourself by people that make you better and enjoy every minute of the hard work you do. Well, thank you very much, Marta, for joining us um, this morning. It's Friday morning on the podcast um, and wishing you the best of luck in Sweden um, and the two weeks on the road there. Thank you, Liv. Thank you very much. Thank you.
thank you all for once again tuning in to the Let Us Golf podcast and a big thank you for this week's guest, the inspiringly dedicated Marta Martin with one of the coolest names, Marta Martin. It's just a great name. Sharing with us her insights into her win, the challenges she has faced and her golfing journey. I now cannot wait for two weeks in Sweden, starting with the Vasteras Open by Elite Hotels, which takes place on June the 29th, with the final taking place on July the 1st. This year is going quickly, so I urge all you listening to follow all the action on the LT Access series on at LT Access on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and LT Access series on Facebook. To find out more information about the tournament, visit our website, letaccess.com. Well, as always, I really, really, really enjoyed that chat. And if you're listening to me now, you must have done too. So please, please, please show your appreciation by clicking that subscribing button or reviewing slash rating this podcast on Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen and find your podcast to give the series a boost and help others find it. But not only that, raising the profile of our fantastic players. I will be back soon, not Tuesday sadly, because I'll be off jetting to Sweden. So hopefully the week after, chatting to the next winner, um, most likely. Um, and who will be lifting the trophy in Vastaras? Who will it be? We just don't know. See you then.